The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share his inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take guard to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced bountiful harvests. He asked himself, What shall I do, for I do not have space to store my harvest? And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now is for you. You have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Vanity of vanities, says Koheleth, all things are vanity. You know, we hear that, that reading, and it can, for, for people that like, don't have faith or are not inspired in their faith, that can sound like life is pretty bad. You know, as one comedian says, says uh, life stinks, get a helmet. You know, or somebody else says, life stinks and then you die. That's kind of like what we get from Kohalath. Vanity of vanity, all things are vanity. As I was kind of preparing for this homily and, and researching some of the texts, I came along the original, the Latin of, of the word vanity, and it actually means, it's not what I thought it meant. I thought vanity meant like looking in the mirror and delighting in yourself, you know, and thinking about yourself all the time. Vanity means emptiness. Vanity of vanities, all things are emptiness. You know, so it comes from the word that we might have for vanish, vanity. You know, something that vanishes before your eyes. All things are vanity. All things in time vanish. All things disappear. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanities. So for someone that doesn't have faith, this can be pretty discouraging. Like, wow, life's pretty bad because everything disappears and you die. But for we who do have faith, it's actually a wonderful thing that, that uh, nothing in this world um, lasts forever. Only God does. And so the idea is that there's no thing that we can hold on to that will not disappear. And basically it means there's nothing we can make an idol out of. There's nothing that we can hold on to forever that won't disappear. And the good news is we won't, we won't be too attached to anything in this world because ultimately we'll be led to God. Let me give you a modern day example of this. Okay, vanity of vanities. I have a couple good friends who are my age and uh, both women, both beautiful and they're both discerning religious life. Now, one of them is actually going into the convent this fall, okay? And she is a, a beautiful young girl. She's got blonde hair. Her name is Kelly. She's just a wonderful girl inside and out, okay? Well, she's, she's discerned to go into religious life, and so she's leaving this fall. 
And now she's starting to, um, she's, she's very much um, called to do it, but she's starting to like get a little anxious because she's got to let go of everything. Okay, so this is not only one of the orders, but it's a real um, conservative order, so she, she'll wear a habit and everything. So I said to her, I said, well, did they give you like a packing list, you know, of like what you got to take with you? You know, like when you go off to school or whatever? And she goes, yeah, it's a pretty short list. And she said, I'm allowed to take the documents of Vatican II, my Bible, and a pair of pajamas. That was it, okay? And she's got to give everything away, everything, okay? So she's going through all her things, and we've been having like parties for her, farewell parties, and she's bringing boxes of everything and giving her clothes away to her friends and her books and her, you know, her CDs and her music. She's giving it all away. And I've been so inspired by her. It's just, it's awesome to see. And I, I asked her, um, I had lunch with her yesterday, and I said, well, what, um, what's, what's the most difficult thing to give away? And she said, well, it's some of my keepsakes, you know, she, she can't take anything. So she said the hardest thing was for her to give away a ring that she's been wearing. And it's been kind of a, a purity ring that she's been wearing. But it was the ring that her grandmother wore. It was her grandmother's uh, wedding ring. And her grandmother died when her father was really young. So her father was only a couple years old and her grandmother died. So the grandfather kept that ring and, and gave it to his son. And his son gave it to his daughter. So she has the wedding ring from her grandmother and she's got to give that away. You know, so that for her is the hardest thing. And I said, well, is there anything else? You know, and she says, well, when we go in there, we got to give away our name. So they get like one year with the name. She'll have Sister Kelly for one year, but after that, um, she'll be given a new name. And then when she wears the habit, all of her hair will be cut off. So all of her beautiful blonde hair will be cut off. And I said, why are they doing that? And she said, well, it's a sign of vanity. You know, so they're cutting off her. Now, if you see Kelly, she's just a beautiful girl. And um, I'm so inspired by her because she's following this call and she really is living the gospel. She's giving up everything and following God. Now, our spiritual director said the first year is kind of discernment, you know, so you won't know for sure until the first year. And uh, he said, so I want you to keep some things just in case, you know. So he said, she goes, well, like, how much? And he says, well, I don't know. Let's, the number three is good. So that's a scriptural number. It's the Trinity. Why don't you go and get three bins and keep whatever will fit into three bins, okay? So she went to Walmart, and she's trying to think, all right, three bins to put whatever I want to keep in life in these three bins. And she goes and she looks, and there's like a whole aisle of bins at Walmart, right? And she sees these huge, ginormous ones, okay? And she goes, I better not go with that one, right? So then she walks down the aisle a little bit more, and she sees these little bins, and she goes, those might be too small. How about if I go with a medium size, okay? So she gets three medium-sized bins. She brings them home, and she starts to put things into them, and she realizes these are huge, <laughs> you know, like the medium-sized bins are huge. And um, it's just an awesome thing to see her really living and beginning to, to live that passage of, of let go of everything and come and follow me. The other girl, a uh, very interesting story, she's also my age and, um, and she was married. And her husband um, developed cancer and he died uh, within months of her being married to him. And so, of course, after, after that, the time of marriage, you know, she was, um, she was searching and she was confused and, you know, God, what do you make of, what do you do with, with a widow at the, you know, at the age of her mid-30s? And so she was genuinely searching for this call and uh, she's got this call right now uh, to join the convent. And so she's beginning to, to discern, you know, which order to join. And it's been just a tremendous thing for me to watch the, the faith of these women. Really inspiring and remarkable. You know, but the truth is, 
all of us can get caught up into vanity. And what I mean by vanity, again, is not that own looking in the mirror. I don't know anyone that spends like hours looking in front of the mirror. But the vanity of emptiness. The vanity of like trying to fill our lives with things and finding emptiness. You know, so think about uh, maybe for yourself, you think, well, if I get this, I'll be happy. You know, if I get this promotion, I'll be happy. Or if I can finally build the house of my dreams, I'll be happy. You know, and so we get it. You know, and we finally get everything that we think is going to make us happy. And then we realize, what? Emptiness. It doesn't bring happiness. And so what do we do? We go for more, right? Well, maybe if I get more, I'll be happy. You know, or maybe if I get the, the newest update on my computer, or maybe if I get the next iPhone, then I'll be really happy and we get it. And what do we find? Emptiness. It doesn't fulfill all of our needs. Now, if we don't have faith like Kohalith, um, it can bring about despair. All of life is vanity. But the great thing about Kohalith and about the, the, the gospel reading today is the discovery of vanity, the discovery of emptiness, is not God doesn't exist. It's actually God calling us to something greater. You know, and so maybe you feel in your life like you're at the point where you're, you're, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. You know, you got a great job, you're making money, you got a marriage, and you feel emptiness. And that emptiness is actually not a sign of God being distant. That emptiness is God is so close that he's telling you, I've got something more for you. That emptiness can actually help us to move closer to God. That emptiness is actually creating a space in us for God to dwell. And ultimately, that sign of emptiness is hope. You know, that um, though we've, for some reason, tried to put our hope and our trust in all these things, Vanity of vanity. All things vanish. And the good thing is when things vanish and we're left empty, that's when we seek God. That's when we realize that all these things have not made us happy. All the accomplishments or success or wealth or, or anything that we can store does not make us happy in the end. And that's the beginning of wisdom. Because that's when we start to finally yearn and search for God. These two women that are entering into religious life have already discovered this. You know, both of them have, have had wonderful tastes of everything that life can offer. And what did they find? Emptiness. And so why are they able to, to give up everything and follow him? Because all those things are vanity. All things are vanity. All things are empty. All things at some point disappear. If we don't have faith, that can bring despair. But if we do, that brings great hope because when things disappear, we finally reach out and grasp for God.